Hi, welcome to the One Liter Podcast. You will watch us drinking one liters of beer whilst talking about shies. Please like and subscribe. Welcome to the Von Liter. Prost. Prost. Welcome to the Von Liter Podcast, everyone. Back on the fruity tooty tooty fruity. Yeah. I'm trying to find something. Can you see it? What oh. is it? It's entertainment. Here oh! it is. <laughs> We've got it right here. We got it right here for you on the One Leader podcast. No, we can't do it. We, we can't do American access. It has to be. We got it right here for you on the One Leader podcast. I could we do were... the um, I could do the American accent. We've got it right here for you on the One Leader podcast. We've got it right here for you on the One Leader podcast. You know, they try, oh, like they try to make it a bit more casual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, you're looking for entertainment. Entertainment, Enter- entertainment. dude. Give me, give me. You want? I want. I want U.S. News anchor, cheesy American. <clears throat> All right. Like, I'm talking like buttercream, buttercream. Buttercream, buttercream. All right. Welcome to the One Leader Podcast. You're looking for entertainment. We've got it for you here. That's sportscaster. Um, that's pretty good. That's uh, sports? That, okay. That's like, that's like we're, we're watching Denver Broncos right now, and they're kicking Florida's ass. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I won. Hi, I'm John. Welcome to Sky News in America uh, tonight on New York City. Uh, we have 33 degrees on uh, Fuck You Street. Uh, I, I feel like we're still too quick on the pace. I think they, yeah. would, they would pace it better. A Louisville, a Louisville uh, police officer, Dee Dee Megadoodoo, was fatefully slain the other night, you know? Slain. Slain. If you're looking for entertainment, look no further than the One Leader podcast. <laughs> it's tw- <laughs> it's tw- 22 degrees tonight. <laughs> Fahrenheit? It's pretty warm tonight, eh? It's, it, oh, today was beautiful. Today was beautiful, yeah. I'm loving that it's warming back up. We get 21 degrees and we're like, thank God. <laughs> And people are like, it's fucking scorching. I know. I in other to, states. I used to, like, people here in Sydney used to be like, oh, today's going to be really warm. It's going to be 23 degrees. And I was like, bro, that's what I put my air con on yeah. in summer. Yeah. If I had one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. My car air con. There you go. Yeah. An air con in my car, okay? I have a car. Yeah. It was easy. To, it was easy to have bragging rights coming from Brisbane. Like you'd have like thirty-five degree days, and that's like a hot day in Brisbane. Yeah. Like fuck, thirty-five. Can't we got to go home? <laughs> but having done, is that, just your, is that how you speak in Queensland? Is that just mate, your Joel's oi, Queensland voice? That oh, like I think if I put on a real Aussie accent, I'm like I just think I sound like every old Aussie around. But I call a lot of people from Queensland, and they they have like a thick. Aussie accent, like call it bogan, call it whatever you want, but they're like, "Hey, mate, fuck yeah, bro, it's fucking pretty hectic, eh? Cheers, mate." You know, um, but after coming from the NT and doing those 40 degree weathers, I'm not, it's not a flex or anything like that. It's legit. It's when, painful, right? Yeah. Or, but or I like, you, or you climatize to it. I acclimatize and like, I like the heat. Yeah. Like, I think I you, I think anyone, any, anyone from Brisbane listening to this will probably be able to handle NT weather for, <clears> let's <throat> say, you, let's say you're there for three months or 40 degrees every day. You'd handle it a lot better from someone directly from Sydney, you know? Oh Yeah. And you'd thrive, and after a while, you'd be like, "Fucking just another day, mate. Just another day. Yeah, put on the shirt. Yeah, is it humid? Humid heat? Where I was, it was dry, but you can get areas where it's fucking uh, yeah. humid. Because you were down south more, right? Yeah, more yeah. in the center of 
In the center, yeah. In the center. But when I think about anything below 40 these days, if, if it was like 37 or something above, I'd be like, ooh. But when I think of like 32, 33, I'm like, that's not hot. That's not hot. But it all depends on the humidity. Human, humidity. Shit. Humidity. Temperature is a weird thing, man. And I, I, I always wonder this because in winter, I feel like a 23-degree day in winter feels colder than a 23-day in summer. And I thought about this and then I did a bit of Googling and I was like, because I think, and this confirmed it, it's also the temperature that all your surrounding objects give off. So for instance, the road, if it's winter, the road's going to have a lower average temperature. So all the concrete around you is a lower average temperature. So suddenly you have a 23 degree day, but because there's still the cold coming off the floor on you your feet. Nothing. It feels colder. Yeah. And in summer, it that cools down. Like, oh, hot. Yeah. And it cools down to 23 degrees ambient air temperature. But you're still like, ah, everything's hot. My my drywalls are hot in my room. My bed's hot. Everything's hot. Isn't it the fucking weirdest when it's summertime and you turn on the tap and it's warm? Mm. And then when you turn it on in winter, it's icy. I hate it. Sometimes you get vice versa when like you hop on a, it's like a boiling hot day and you hop in the pool <coughs> and the pool's like icy. Oh, I love like, how that. Does this, yeah, so do I. So how does this work? It's because it's a deeper, larger pool. It retains its, it's, its temperature. It's spiem. <laughs> yeah. The spiem levels are pretty good. But see, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a cold shower in the morning guy. I tell everyone about it, you know, the, that stereotype. Of course. But I still do it every day. Summer. No, it's not cold enough. You're just like, okay, well, this is like having a lukewarm shower. It's nice though, dude. I like it. Nah, I like this right now. Winter, the water's like stinging. Like if you stay too, if you stay under too long on your forehead, you get like that external brain freeze. Love that. I have had that before. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's how I like the water. It's like. How do you, do you still do that? <sighs> no. And then you're, you no. just. Mm-hmm. Like I breathe. Slow breathing. I, I'll probably. Oh, like it's, the... it, there's, a, there's a little bit of like <sighs> gasping, but then I consciously just like, okay, slow exhale. Yeah. I think after like 30 seconds, you're like, okay, this is all right. Yeah. And then maybe a minute in, you're like warm. Your body's warm now. I really want. I love that feeling. A home ice plunge. Like, I just don't have space. But I want, even if I have to do it a DIY, I mean, the DIY, I've thought about doing it with, like, the chest freezer and just, like, sealing that off. But you got to change the water. It gets all manky. True. So I'd rather wait till I've got more space and maybe fork out a fair bit of money Could and get, like, salt? one with, like, a salt water filter. And True. Our filter will be good, yeah. Or. That'd be a good I, project to spend money on, dude. Yeah. Like, people build PCs. <laughs> You build a fucking ice bath. One of the guys from work built one and he just bought like the cheapest chest freezer he could, sealed it up with silicon himself, all the edges, and he has to change the water. But he's like, I'm thinking about just getting like a larger fish tank filter and then just putting the two hoses in and just let it Circulate. let it keep filtering the water. That is sick. That's genius. Mm. I mean, you probably still have to change it eventually, but it would last a lot longer. How, what's his record in the <clears> plunge? I think he just, he doesn't go for record time. He just does three minutes in the morning and then. Three minutes. That's hectic. That's a long time. That's long. Does Rogan even do three minutes? Yeah. 
Okay. Three minutes is like sort of the standard. I did three minutes in my bathtub with, I think, three or four bags of ice. But like it was still chunks of ice, but I know it would have been over 10 degrees. Like it wouldn't have been that cold. Mm. Still felt shitty getting in, but I did three minutes fairly easily. But I, I've never, I've never even done. And here I am like, oh, I want an ice bath. I've never even done a proper submerged ice bath in like below, below five degrees. Why is you know those things you can go to the gym and they're like those cryo things? You're up yeah. To your neck and you're like, and is your body just not detached from your head and your just head rolls <laughs> under the ground? You just crumble? Yeah. So, I want to do that too, cryotherapy. Yeah. I cool. saw Efron, Zach Efron do it. Yeah. When you do, do you know how you have a cold shower in the morning? It's like maybe a minute or two in. You're not cold anymore. You're not shivering. It's kind of like a numb warmth. It's like an internal warmth on the outside. It's a bit chilly. Mm. And then you get out, you're like, I don't need... You're drying off, and then and your like, skin goes red, and yeah, it's up, and you're yeah, like, yes. Was it? Did you feel that um, calm kind of like I'm getting warmer in the bathtub when you had the four bags, like mm, like you do in the shower? It got more painful. Oh, so it does. Yeah. Get- so nearer nearer to the three minute mark, I was like, oh, that's starting to suck a little bit. But like, is it like sting, like a sting? Yeah. Okay. But I'm assuming like it would be, it'd be. Uh, like a whole nother level to go sub five degrees. Like it's going to suck getting in. Like if you ever put your arm into like an esky, think of an esky with oh, drinks in it and you put stings. your hand in and you're like, but Argh! then your whole body in that for three minutes. That's like lava, dude. So I did, the only thing I did once, which was stupid, was at a party and I did like a little, we had one of those, you know, those um, shell shaped sand pits things yeah. yeah they had one of those as the esky just ice in it and there was like five of us and we we're like oh whoever can here hold their hands in it the longest chucked our hands in Eat. and i think i could be wrong here but i think it was between 10 and 15 minutes of, what of the hands in it was bad so it's frostbite every, dude. everyone else pulled out and it was me and this other guy patty and we're just looking at each other we're like no nah, i'm good i'm good <laughs> Were you doing these ones? Were you like, uh, uh, nah, uh. it was uncomfortable, but they had gone numb, right? But pull them out, and then maybe five to ten minutes after, it was probably one of the worst pains I've felt like through my hands as they were thawing back out. Really? I was like, oh, that really sucks. And I'm doing these ones. I'm like, ah, get my warm blood back in there. Did you run them under warm water? Would that help? Well, I don't know if it does it i'm afraid of, i'm afraid of things like that where it's like you know if you're in an extremely cold climate you really want to have a nap if you nap you're dead things like that so mm. it's like if i don't know the science or the biology behind it like i don't know how it works but like if you go from an extreme cold like that to a warm straight away would it like blood clots or something like i just don't know yeah i don't know about your hand that's probably fairly harmless i could be wrong again but i know for the full body that's bad so oh, yeah. if you do because people do like ice swims and stuff. So I've, I watched um, oh, uh, mate, Matt Morsier. Uh, yeah, that too. But Ross Edgley with Matt Does Fitness, the guy that I, the UK guy, the other UK guy. Genetics. And they do like a little ice swim and it's like three degrees this lake. And oh. he gets in and they're in there for a good 15 minutes, but they're doing laps. So they're keeping their blood circulating. Yeah, yeah. But when he gets out, he's like, we can't go have a hot shower. That's what right. Happens, they did do laps, didn't they? Yeah. So exactly. You start running because you have to warm yourself from the inside out because mm. all your basically all your blood stays around your vital organs to keep them warm. Mm. It doesn't go into your extremities. So then everything's really cold. 
So if you just suddenly pour hot water on yourself, it goes, oh, really hot and starts circulating all the blood and then all the really cold shit goes into your core and it can cause way more problems. Shit, dude. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, thanks Ross Edgley. Thanks for the tip, Edgeman. Yeah, thanks for the tip, guy that swims through Loch Ness, gets hypothermia, and then tries another swim and gets um, heat stroke. Jesus Christ. He did that on his second one just recently. Yeah. He did another swim, and they had to pull him out for heat stroke. Heat stroke, fucking hell. They went from one extreme to the other. Bro, speaking of airplanes, <laughs> I, was, I was looking at a video on YouTube where it was like basically talking about the conditions to be a flight stewardess. I don't know so much about pilots because I think they obviously have liberties, but flight stewardesses, I think it's, it's pretty much universal, global. They have to be a certain weight and they have to have a certain appearance about them. And height. True, yeah. I know I think, they can't I be think, a certain I – I had a girl that I was friends with in high school and she wanted to be one and she was too short. True. I don't know if that's still the case. but Well, I'll get, I'll get around to why I think that – can be questionable, but I could be wrong. But um, I'm assuming bags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're gonna they, be able to. They wear heels. The... They wear heels. Uh. But um, so I, I watched this video and I was like, you know, this one woman was saying, um, if she had bad skin, they'd they'd ground her for a month until she got a. She had to go to a dermatologist or like, if there's if there's some rich guy, if there's some rich guy and he's like, I want her, then they're like, oh, you know, you're gonna go with this guy. You can. It's frowned upon to like for our million dollar customers to like, if you don't go to the hotel room once we land kind of thing, that that's like a very specific niche. But like, Surely not. But, but, oh, they, this was like one of those. Prostituting out their stewardesses. Shit goes down on you, those weird countries, bro. But um, we don't know, you know, mm. but um, uh, <laughs> so in my building where I'm living at the moment, um, there's a flight stewardess. She gets off the bus right near my work, which is near the Qantas building. And she's got like the full stewardess outfit, like the purple, red, and black. Mm, yeah, you would have seen it, like the little one. little scarf and shit. Yeah. And so I'd seen her before, and I'd seen her catch the bus with me one time, and I was like, oh, I'm, you know, a random human being, whatever. And then the other day, I got into the elevator. This is probably like last Tuesday or Wednesday, and she was in the elevator. And I was like, oh, hey, how you going? She was in like full uniform. And she was like, oh, yeah, good, whatever. Like, real nice, just friendly chit chat shit. And then I said, I turned around because I was like, she was in the back. I turned around like typical me confidence. I was like, hey, look, uh, this is really weird, but um, I just watched a video like a day or two ago about, <laughs> no. is it is it true that you guys have like, it's like crazy regimental with like things? And she's like, mm, yeah, it's true. I was like, you got to be a certain way. And if you don't look that good, they might not let you fly. And she's like, mm-hmm, unfortunately. I was like, oh shit. And so I said to her, I was like, oh, you know, I'd love to, without trying to sound creepy, I was like, oh, hey, by the way, like uh, I'd love to, um, if I ever see you in the building, I might like ask you some questions. Probably sounded super creepy, but she was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then I was like, all right, see you later. And I crossed the street. <laughs> I didn't use the stoplight. I just crossed the street. And then, no, that's right. She used, she threw some trash in the bin. And I, we, I, we full had like a, all right, I'll see you around sometime. <laughs> so I go to the bus stop. I'm just walking this way. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I go to the bus stop. I'm waiting there for ages. I got my headphones in. I turn around just as the bus arrives just to see if I'm like, if there's an old woman or a lady with a pram, I was going to let her on first. There's just standing behind me. I'm like, oh, fuck. You could have said this something. All the time. I could have been chatting. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she was like, Bye. So, Bye. So that was my little, um, that was my little uh, romantic escapade. With Hardly romantic. <laughs> yeah. But with a flight stewardess. But um, 
She confirmed it, dude. She was like, yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't think she, maybe she does, she's a qualified stewardess. But from what I saw, like, I'd seen her get off the bus a couple of times and she doesn't go into, like, the airport. She goes into, like, the Qantas building. So maybe she's working, like, but <clears throat> the she dresses, lounges or something. Yeah, but she dresses, like, the women who, the concierge women who who check your tickets before you get bored, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, they're the same ones that get on the plane as well. Mm-hmm. Like, they're prepping it all and stuff. That's, yeah. That's wild. I knew they had, like, very strict Who'd guidelines and stuff. Nobody notices, like, you, you look it up. You look at a stewardess, you either think she's really helpful or she's kind of hot in mm. a man's mind, right? Like mm. a straight man. So like That's because that's all they pick mm. is the good like, looking ones. I'm sure I've seen some older, some older women with big asses and like not as the older ones, yeah, mm. but they're the experienced, you know, they gotta train up the young. And they're clearly they're allowed to get away with it though. Yeah, maybe so, maybe it's the experience. Could be. Could maybe be. they used to be good looking. Yeah, back when they got into the uh, into the biz, mm. what they call it in the biz. Yeah, I was gonna say something rude then, but yeah. Speaking of flying, yep, I have a Phil's fun fact. Ooh. I've done that in ages. <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> Just, uh... Hell yeah, man! Phil's fun fact. Phil's fun fact. Phil's fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> the Phil's fun fact this week is it's it's quite a little one, but it blew my mind when I read it. Did you know there are more people living in Madagascar than there are in Australia? Some jungle ass people right there. Madagascar has a population of twenty eight million. What's our population? Fifteen. Twenty five. Oh, I think almost maybe maybe we've just cracked twenty six, but. That is like Madagascar. I didn't even think people lived there. I thought it was a jungle island. Yeah. And I'm looking at the map and I'm like, Madagascar's pretty big, eh? True. Because it's like a big blob next to Africa there. And I was like, that's quite a bit of land. Like, so it's probably, Madagascar isn't, Madagascar is like an island off of Africa? It's, cl- it's part It's of, the one like Africa's there and it's the one to the right. True. That big, that big chunk of island there. Is Madagascar classed as like a part of a continent of Africa? Like part of no, the continent. I think it's its own country. True. Yeah. Well, what is the native? Is is the population predominantly Caucasian, African? I'm assuming some sort of African, right? And I'm assuming there's like civilization because mm. it's not like 28 million bush people. True. So I'm pretty Pick sure there's, there's cities and shit. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. I thought it was just like from the movie, you know? They've got big fucking, fucking statues of like. Like the Madagascar cask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The hip bone shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock. Every single, like, like, I, it's a point of pride for me whenever I go anywhere and I hear, I come from a land down under. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm in the IGA, like, I was in the IGA the other day and it came on and I was like, I was like shopping and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm describing me like, yeah, but deep down I was like, hmm, these Mm, should I get some more potassium? Do I get more bananas? And then I was like, fuck yeah, I love this song. I wonder if every, like, of the 20 people around me right now are, like, internally bobbing their heads, like, yeah. pride, you know? And you're just like... It's you're, our you're fucking just anthem. Saying, you're just saying, mm, should I get another banana? <laughs> Made me a Vegemite sandwich! Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she said, hey! Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> but, uh, um, 
I wonder if they hear, I like to move it, move it, and get the same kind of yeah, pride, you know? They're just like, oh, yeah, this is our country. Yeah. Madagascar. Mm. So um, do we have any more news on um, any more, uh, I guess, news on um, Fuckerberg and um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Musk? Well, I saw, didn't you send me a video of that rave at the Coliseum? Yeah. That made me go, oh, they do events at the Coliseum, so maybe they are planning How this fight. How fucking sick was that rave, dude? At the Coliseum. Yeah. But, I, but what about, like, what about like graffiti and, like, preserving the place? Like, how well, do they do that? Exactly. Because on the other hand, I saw that whole thing about, do you see that guy that filmed himself carving his name into one of the walls? No. And put it on TikTok, and he got fucking arrested, dude. Good. He's doing jail time. Good. Unless uh, he gets out of it. No, no, no. I'd give that dude 10 years. Italy jail time. Bro, that's like, that's... But, like, what? You can't have rules that strict and then have a rave in the same, like, historical... Monument. Maybe you got to sign a waiver or something. If one person fucks up, everyone else goes to jail, so they beat the shit out of like mob be, rules. People are going to be fucked up drunk and on drugs, and they're going to do all sorts of shit. They're going to piss in a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what the hell? Dude, carving your name in the... What a fucking idiot. It's the I same, was here. That's like our equivalent of like bringing fucking... Bringing foreign animals or like fruits and shit into our country without it being p- passed through customs, dude. Like... You're going to get jail time if you fuck up our ecosystem, you know? Like cane toads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Motherfuckers. Yeah. Or like Johnny Johnny Depp's fucking dog. So like, honestly. <laughs> that I hope that's so harmless though. I didn't understand. Oh, dude. Nah, no, no, no. I didn't understand like, that. The, the people probably thought someone who's a bit sick was harmless when they came over to Australia. Boom, COVID, you know? Yeah, it's a fucking little oodle. Just, but it's, wasn't there like two little fucking shih tzus or something? That, yeah, look, but it, that's not, look, if the whole country went all what cut sick, then there must be other regulations that we're not aware of that are like mm. extremely detrimental to our <laughs> ecosystem, you know? But I think it's honestly, just the fact that he didn't tell anyone. Because you can legally bring your dog. He would have just had to go through a couple of loop, like jump through a couple of hoops, but he didn't. And they were like, <gasps> how dare you? Maybe they had needed certain needles or certain kind of tests. Who fucking knows? Uh, yeah, look, I, bringing I definitely... That, bringing that American dog disease to our dogs. Obviously, obviously, anyone around the world that isn't Australians, even Australians themselves who aren't very versed in what other people have to do for our country to keep it safe, keep our wildlife and our agriculture safe, but anyone else watching from the outside would be like, oh, fuck, Australia's overreacting. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, fuck, I like Johnny Depp, leave him alone. But um, the attitude he had over it was like, you know, fuck you, cunt. You don't see me going to your fucking house and, and pissing on your fucking shoe, your cowboy boots, mate. So like, and do you know why the attitude? Just too much money. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. Find me. So what's that Find line? Find me, I dare you. I'll pay. Can I pay yeah, later? Yeah, pay in cash, the German what, line. Uh, what, what was the, can I? Let's see. Um, what's the whole song? How does, how does it go? I've already lost okay, it. Yeah. Um, Sonnenbrille an, fahre durch die Stadt. Yeah. Gib kein Fick 200 kmh. 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 Dude. Alles, was ich sag, alles, was ich mach, mach, kann ich nicht später mit Bar bezahlen? Mit Bar bezahlen, yeah. Pay in cash. Barbie. What do you think of Barbie? Phil said Barbie, I haven't. What do you think You've seen Oppenheimer. We did the whole... We did the Oppenheimer. I saw the girl movie, you saw the bloke movie. Yeah, I guess so. 
Well, you know what I saw about Oppenheimer before I get into Barbie? Voss. The quote from Robert Downey Jr. saying that he was like, I'm gonna, I'm just going to come out and say this is the best film I've ever been in. Everyone says that because it's fucking, <clears throat> it's, um, what's the But he doesn't film? say it every movie, otherwise we'd know about it. I feel like, I feel like maybe it's the best movie Robert Downey Jr.'s been in because he feels like privileged to be in it. But it's not the best movie I've ever seen Robert Downey Jr. do. I think right. the, the best movie I've ever seen Robert Downey Jr. do is either a, a Scanner Darkly, which is like a crazy animated one with like Woody Harrelson and <clears throat> Keanu Reeves. Oh, you showed me that, yeah. Mm. But honestly, I think the best the best performance and just overall swagginess that I've ever seen Robert... And look, Robert Downey Jr. was amazing in Oppenheimer. He did a great job. But he's only got like... <laughs> To maybe 10, 15 minutes of airtime. But this, this and is three the thing. hours. This is the thing. Like, he's not saying this is my best performance. He's saying this is the best film I've been in. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's yeah, saying yeah. the yeah. film overall is that great. He's a big fan, obviously. Yeah. And he was in it. He's not saying, like, my best performance because I was like, hey, man, come on. Nah. You're Iron Man, bro. Dude, I think, I think the best movie Robert Downey Jr. has ever been is is fucking one of the, sh- one, or, one or two of the Sherlock Holmes films. <laughs> Those Sherlock mm. Holmes films are fucking baller, dude. They're so good. Mm. So That's fucking true. good. That's true. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is the man. He's fucking so cool, dude. He's the man. And he's like, lives in a lighthouse and he's like, used to be a junkie and like, not a junkie, but he was like a over, I think he had a couple of times, but like. I watched, I watched a guy analyze an interview with him. And he was like, fuck you, cunt, I'm not yeah, answering the, Yeah, the guy like tries to probe into questions about his past and he just goes, nah. Takes the mic off. You've lost that privilege. Catch you later. Yeah. It's like, good on you. I, I I didn't mean to bring that up first thing, but it's like, that's a pretty big hurdle to get over. I mean, look at people like um, Charlie Sheen. He never got over that hurdle. So He's probably still living his best life, though. Probably oh, still for sure. Huge, chunky net worth. Mm. Not giving a fuck. He's getting paid like, like 100 mil an episode or something. How Remember many episodes he, did he do? do you, you know how he fell off the rails. Tiger blood and with, shit. With the coke and stuff and mm. went all crazy. Winning, winning. And swag, then, winning swag, yeah, sheen. Exactly. And then um, I saw uh, Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike made that song that was, um, I can't remember what it was, but I watched the video clip to it and like halfway through the song it like pauses, the party pauses and Charlie Sheen rocks up. He's like, what's up? Holy <laughs> shit. Like, oh shit. The place would have fucking exploded. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he he never recovered and... But he fucking... But yeah, but Robert Downey Jr. went through so much shit. And then I remember I remember seeing Robert Downey Jr. like early films in the 80s and stuff and being like, oh, this guy's cool. He used to be on SNL and stuff. Saw him very briefly. And then I remember seeing Robert Downey Jr. come back and do Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And I was like, oh, I remember this actor. He's kind of cool. Mm. And he'd done a bunch of other things around that. But Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, for me personally, if I had to put a pin on the time I saw Robert Downey Jr. come back into the spotlight. You noticed him. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, maybe a couple of years later, 2005, when was Iron Man? 2008? No idea. So yeah, I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was 2005 of Val Kilmer. I think he did a couple more things and then bam, Iron Man. I'm interested now. What? When was the first Iron Man? Yeah. I think um, it was 2008. But, why is um, he junior? What is his dad? He says clearly a senior, right? Yeah, but what did he do? Like, why do we have to know mm. him as Junior? Robert Downey Jr.'s parents were, um, I think his parents were both actors. Oh, were so they? They were like um, indie indie style actors, though, dude. They had like uh. underground shit, but I think that's what helped him get in, into the biz. 
You were spot on. 2008. 2008. Yep. yep. That was up, the year kiss, I graduated. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. With Val Kilmer. What year did that come out? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yep. Is 2005. I'm fucking onto it. Oh. So, yeah. So, three years later. Three years later. He got Iron the Man. biggest fucking role of his life. But uh, he also does films like A Scan of Darkly and fucking, um, just, I can't remember, but yeah. Anyways. You so, know what I heard someone say? I think it had, I think it was either Leonardo DiCaprio giving someone advice, some a younger actor, or it was Leonardo talking about advice he got when he was younger. And it was like, someone was just saying, whatever you do, there was like a couple of rules to like the acting world. And he was like, no superhero movies. And that kind of stuck with me because I was like, really interesting. So like, if you get approached for a superhero movie, that can go one of two ways. You can either do a super flop superhero movie like Green Lantern or something, or you can become Iron Man, Mm. but then you you are forever Iron Man. Mm. Any movie that anyone watches with Robert Downey Jr., any young person will be like, hey, Iron oh, it's Man's, Iron Man. Iron Man's playing Shakespeare, yeah. Iron Man's in this. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny? Chris Evans did um, Fantastic Four, and then that was a flop, and then he got a, uh, Captain America, and um, Ryan Reynolds did Green Lantern. Big flop. Big flop. Never even saw it. Then the Wolverine one, he played Deadpool as well. Big flop. <laughs> And then he played his own version of Deadpool. Huge success. Huge success. Yeah, I fucking so, love it. And so number I feel like three's coming out. Yeah, yeah. I feel oh, like they're filming it. There's redemption. There's redemption for that. Dude, the new one has Wolverine in his proper yellow and blue outfit. You would have seen the pictures of yeah, him yeah. Wolverine. Like, Argh. it's cool, cool to see Hugh back. Um, Huge Ackman. Huge Ackman. <laughs> but look, a real quick, real quick. I, I, I sat through three hours of um, Oppenheimer. It was exactly what I wanted. Uh, Chris Nolan obviously has great angles, great shots, great scores. Did you watch it on the 70, 70 millimeter? Dude, I went to Dendi, bro. Mm. Like Dendi in Brisbane was great, but Dendi in Newtown that I go to, the screen's like a fucking outdoor fucking patio screen. It's uh. shit. So I sat there in a, in a crowd full of people, just got tickets, hated it, man. There's a Ritz, IMAX would have been tight. There's a Ritz down here and they have a 70 millimeter um, screen. Oh my so I think it's the God, projector, right? Yeah. That's different. Dude, so I'm going to go watch it there because that's what it was filmed yeah, on. Yeah, dude. I'd love to watch an old classic on 70mm like Apocalypse Now. or. <clears throat> but I'm just really interested in the, um, the fact that there's no CGI. Here's the problem. Oh, this is a great note to bring up. So long story short, great film. Um, they don't show you the bomb being dropped in Japan. They just show like the aftermath of it. Mm. But the whole thing... I think a lot of th- a lot of people like maggot brained people who just who just like where there's no there's too much talking not enough action yeah worms in their brain idiots for those people I say who 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 act who think like that but and listening to this before they watch it is that the best part about the film was just the struggle to get to the to the point where he was going to make the bomb mm-hmm. that was the exciting part is like is he going to make the bomb when are we going to see the bomb being dropped or tested. Mm-hmm. So when you see that, you're like, ah, oh, okay, now. And then the rest of the after was just like the downfall. Um, Oppenheimer was a bit of a weirdo. Like he's like, oh yeah, I heard. like I'm gonna make sure the bomb. Like we're gonna create smoker, and we're gonna create the bomb. We're gonna create it, but don't drop it on anyone. It was like it's kind of dumb. Big advocate for no 
testing no afterwards violence, is dumb. But... but here's the big thing. So this... what what did he want though? I don't. He wanted to create but, it and what then the go. Fuck, did he want, dude? I don't but know. like, did, was they he wanted thinking, to drop it on the Germans. We'll have it, and then we will be able to scare people, and then then the war will just. stop. I think that's what he is was that thinking. What he thought? Yeah, okay. they wanted to do it on the Germans, but Germany had surrendered, and their thinking was that okay, Japan hasn't surrendered. There's going to be a mainland invasion of Japan from American soldiers. Millions of people on both sides are going to die. We'll sacrifice a couple of people in Japan. Couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they only thought the estimates were going to be thousand. like... They thought the estimates were only going to be like 20-something thousand people. That's a lot. Turned out to be like 150 million in, in both fucking areas that they dropped at Nagasaki. And 150,000, right? Not million. I think it was in the millions. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're 25 million population. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry, sorry. My apologies. Yeah. I was like, whoa. But here was my biggest gripe with the whole film. After that, we'll move on to your topics. Barbie. <laughs> my topics when you Barbie. see When you see footage, black and white footage of the people in the bunker, and they have the goggles on, and then you see the, the mm, giant mushroom. mushroom cloud, and then it's like everything goes black and white. Boom. They used real-life pyrotechnics to create an explosion, and they filmed it, and it was a fucking car wreck explosion. It was puny. It wasn't the atomic mushroom cloud bomb that we all wanted to see. In the- you could tell. Oh. And there were so many close-ups of the flames, and they'd zoom out, and it'd just be this little, and then the flames. I was like, and my friend at work told me before I saw the film, he's like, yeah, they, they simulated that. And if he hadn't told me I that, was I would have questioned it. No, bro. I was like, at least CGI the fucking atomic but bomb explosion. But he wanted explosion. to do it specifically without CGI, but at least make a bigger explosion exactly. if you're going to do that. Dude, the whole film was building up to them finally testing it, and it was the most anticlimactic explosion ever. I fucking hated it. I remember oh. sitting there and being like, I literally went like this in the cinema. I'm sitting there and went, like looking around to make sure if anyone else is like as disgruntled as I am. Are you seeing this? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. That's disappointing. Dude, this. So Phil and I are drinking the sangria with a squirt of lime and some frozen raspberries, which aren't frozen now. And they're floating on the top. And you, and you get a little it. treat every it's time. Fucking delicious, dude. Little raspberry treat. Um, Bobby was good. Bobby was better than I thought. I didn't know what to expect going in. I got a last minute invite, like 20 minutes before it started. I was like, okay, I'm hopping in an Uber. Got who, there. who backs out of a Barbie film? Well, yeah. It, I mean, it was a group of girls and one of the girls dropped out. So I was like, Were they all wearing pink? Okay. No, they, went, they were going to, but they didn't. But there was a lot of people wearing pink in the cinema. And we watched that at the Ritz as well. Down but, in Centennial? Uh, Randwick it is. Oh, Randwick. Ritz, yep. yeah. But it's... Um, it's... I didn't know what the storyline was going to be. I saw like a part of the trailer. I was like, oh yeah, Barbie. Great. What's it going to be? But obviously I knew Margot Robbie was in it. Ryan Gosling as Ken. I was like, yeah, he doesn't really have the Ken face. He's too old. We had this discussion. Bit of a crow's feet kind of thing. I like, I like Ryan. Oh yeah, I like. And I know, he, I heard he got uh, um, age shamed or whatever it is. Yeah, he did. But he did. He would have. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I think the same. Like he's too old to play Ken. Yeah. He did get quite shredded. He had a very good rig on him in terms of midsection. You know, he didn't have big arms. He was just lean. Mm. But he's he's comedic. It's He's very good at it. Like, once I'd finished the movie, I was like, nah, I respect it. Overall look, 
going in. I was like, nah, he looks too old. At the end of the movie, I was like, yeah, it was great. Like, he's he's very funny. It's a good film. Was Margot amazing? <clears throat> Margot was amazing. So was she? I like, wasn't. Can I? Uh, this is a. This is like a, a an obtuse question, and you can cut this out. But like, was she fucking? <laughs> was she sexy in it? Yeah, of course she's sexy. I'm not cutting this out. She's she's a sexy girl, man. Like Look, we all know. You she's watch like, Barbie, and then you're gonna go. You're gonna go and Google fucking um, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. <laughs> Show me. Yeah. Show me. I need to see it you're again. You're not getting this. The security camera one. Yeah. What's yeah. what's that one? Yeah. <laughs> I like I like Margot Robbie for me personally is like. I hope this doesn't come back to bite me in the ass if I have a future wife who listens to this. But like, she is for me like the most perfect female specimen on the planet. Yeah, I think that's. I've seen, the, I think you're of the same mind as a lot of blokes out there. I've seen Joel. some beautiful woman, but she is just like so symmetrical and just perfect in every way. Like that's I why she's Barbie. That's why she's, she's a doll. Yeah, like she. Who else could have done it? But and and she's got like the skinny physique. Do you know what she doesn't have? What? A booty. She doesn't. No. Oh, that's depressing. I saw her in Barbie and I was like, Was it oh. flat or just a bit meaty? But, but, no, pretty flat. Pretty flat. Like flat and I was flat. like, mm, I guess I guess the booty wasn't in fashion during the Barbie times. I mean, it had that really skinny waist I, and seen, the hips. I've, but... I've, I've come across like Barbies that have been like tortured. Do you know how like you're just randomly out they with friends? They make fun of that in the movie, man. Oh, like, yeah. Like the, the Barbies that have been played too hard with and they're the weird it's Barbies like Kate and McKinnon one. And the, she's got like the hair and shit yeah and the hair's been burnt off and shit yeah. it's here, good here was my question so I, someone at work told me that but uh, well we spoke about it so Barbie goes to find <clears throat> the person who stops playing with her and so is that person a little girl excuse me is it it's been Friday that's, that's part of the plot twist so you gotta you gotta watch it but okay. I had no idea going in what I was coming into yeah so they started off, they're all just dolls and they're like, dee, 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 dee. and she's going down having her plastic breakfast with her cup and she goes like this and nothing comes out. So it's just air. But she's like nourished. Like, Barbie world is perfect. And like, yeah. as she takes her shoes off, her feet obviously stay in the tiptoe position, just like the dolls. And then the whole premise is that there's like a, an element that breaks down in Barbie world. And like, Suddenly her feet drop flat and she's like, there's something, something's wrong. And then she has to go see the weird Barbie and then the weird Barbie shows her that there's like a portal that she can go through, like get on the boat, drive with the car, do this, do that. And then she ends up in the real world. And I was like, this, I like this. I liked like the semi fourth wall breaking. We're now in the real world. People are like, what the fuck? And Ken's like, I should go with her. And then he sneaks into her car and he's like, hey, I'm here. And she's like, you can't go. Yeah, I'm coming. So they both go. And then they're in the real world in LA. And Ken obviously realizes that he's not just the little playboy, the beach boy that he is in Barbie world. And he's like, oh, shit. People respect me just for being a man in the real world. And it's quite, it's very comical. How long do they spend in the real world? Because like Will Ferrell's in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Is Will, Will Ferrell good? He is the CEO of... um. Fuck, who makes Barbie? Mattel? Mattel. He's the CEO of Mattel, and he's he's great. Like, it's got a pretty big cast. Mm. And then they have to, it's like... It's got the car. It's got some members from um, <clears throat> um, Sex Ed, right? Uh, yes, yeah. It's, it's got, got, the, got Adam, and it's got... Um, who's the gay guy? Ebony and Ivory, basically, yeah. It's got Maeve, yeah. 
Yeah, Maeve's in it. Was Maeve, ooh, in it? She's one of, well, she has a big role. She doesn't have too much screen time, no. She's one of Barbie's friends. But she was, ooh, right? She was, ooh. Does she have a booty? She's speaking American. Really? Yeah. But she has a clean American accent. Clean. She's French, dude. Yeah. She, I think she only learned that English accent like over, over like a course of a couple months. What a talented young lady. Beautiful young lady. Beautiful. Beautiful. She's got really big eyes. Yeah. Like that, and and I think she, for that role being a Barbie, she got even skinnier. So like her face looks a little bit gaunt. Gaunt. But the good kind of gaunt. She's got, that, she's got the really big eyes and then the really skinny cheeks. Mm. She looks better in sex education. I'll just say yeah, that. Maeve. She looks better I'd as love Maeve. To, oh, dude, funny story. I was on the phone today. I tried calling one of my clients and um, I got their receptionist and I'd never spoken to her before. And she was like, yeah, we can do this for you. But the, the person, uh, uh, Harry, is not here right now, but he has just left for the day. But I, you can call on Monday. I was like, I was like, okay. Like I could sound, she clearly sounded French. I was like, "Oh, okay, uh, merci." And she went, "What?" <laughs> like just like that. And I went, "She sounded cute too, but it's deceiving." So I'm not going. Absolutely. I was like, "Oh, merci," and she was like, "Okay." And I was like, "Okay, I'm off now. Uh, have a great weekend. Au revoir." And she went, "Au revoir." <laughs> like that. She goes, "Au revoir." <laughs> And I was like, I turned around and like two of my co-workers were like looking at me like over their shoulder. And I was like, the Frenchies, man, they love me. I would love. Dude. I would love to have a beautiful French woman. Like maybe, maybe she loves me so much that it hurts. That she would be your table so you could eat steak off her back. I would. Like, but she's like. Eddie Murphy. She's like beautiful red dress. Mascara's running down her eyes. And she's like, I love you so much. I love you. And I'm just like holding her, fucking her, maybe. <laughs> and then like, you know, this is vivid. Yeah, yeah. I can and see just it. like, I can see. Just it. hearing the accent out of desperation is hot as. Now I love that French accent. That's speaking English. You are such a stupid man. Fuck me. <laughs> you know. Speaking of um, talking to people on the phone. Yeah. Have I ever have I ever told you my story with the Telstra girl? Oh, here we go. This is this no. is when I was working at a dealership. In the service department in Queensland, and I get a call on my personal phone, Telstra. I'm pretty sure trying to sell something, right? Of course. And she's like, da da da. And I was like, oh, she sounds Australian. And I was just like going along with it. Thank God. (laughs) Giving her her time of day, right? And I was like, yeah. And then I start just like joking with her, joking, flirting with her. And again, she sounded cute, but I was like, who knows? She could be something, something very different to what I'm imagining. But I start being a bit floaty on the phone. And I'm in, like, the office of this service department. And I'm just like, yeah, talking, talking. And my um, foreman in the workshop comes in. He's like, I'm like, girl from Telstra. He's like, no way. Because, like, the way I was talking to her, he was like, there's no way this is a random Telstra girl. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. And I'm like talking and then I go, I go, oh yeah, where, where do you live? I, I live here. Da, da, da. And I'm trying to get like, oh, so what's your name? I can't remember her name now, but I was like, oh, what's your last name? She's like, I'm not allowed to say. I'm not, the calls are recorded. I'm not allowed to say it. I was like, what does it start with? And I'm like playing a game with her because I was like, I'll find you. I'll find you on Facebook. She tells me the starting letter of her name. I find her on Facebook and add her. She's like, oh. 
and like hangs up. Wait, and I was you like, added her while she was still on the phone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, hee hee. And I was like, all right, catch you later. The game's afoot. I start messaging her and I'm like, hey, we should we meet actually up. meet decent? Yeah, yeah. And I was oh, like, good. we should meet up. It'll be hilarious. And Phil, you've got mad game, dude. <laughs> You've got mad phone game. Sometimes. And then and then I I just happened to be going to bounce. You know, the trampoline place. I went through a lot, dude. Tingalpa. Really? How many times have you been there? Maybe five times. Five or six. I've been there twice. Tingalpa? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I went I lived in Carindales, so I was like ten minutes away. I went through a lot, dude. There's old pictures of me just like drenched in sweat. Did you get so sweaty? I've been there twice and wait for this. I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm going to bounce. To chatting is going. She's like, oh my God, I'm also going to bounce. We happen to be going to bounce on the same night. But you know how you book sessions? Like you book an hour? She was the exact hour after me. So I was like, we're totally meeting up. Absolutely. I go to bounce. I have a good time. I'm with How friends. long was this after the phone call? The first initial phone Only call. a couple of weeks. Like it was like a near, an already booked event. Nice. So we go to Bounce. I'm with friends. I'm having a good time. Bouncing around, you know. As you do, yep. And then you know that long trampolines, how they have like a long run up and then yeah, a foam boom, boom, pit boom. Yeah, with yeah. the cover on Over it. Over on the left side, yeah. Yeah, so we're doing those ones. We're like, oh, we're having a good time. And I bounce. And I'm like, here we go. Watch this, guys. Oh, watch this. I'm going to do a big star front flip. Right? Like, you didn't injure yourself, did you? <laughs> Fill up. I'm no! bouncing. I'm bouncing. Bounce, bounce. I'm like, all right, really big bounce at the end. And then I'm going to go up, star. So, like, splay my limbs, do a flip into it. Bounce, bounce. Last bounce, really big one. I hear this in my lower ankle area. And I go up and I still did like a half flip, landed on my back. I was like, something wrong. Something wrong. And I like crawled off the, <laughs> crawled off the, the foam thing, and I went to like stand up, and I was like, "Oh nope, nope, no weight on my ankle, no thank you." And they're like, "Oh, come into the room." Um, put some ice on it. Went to the hospital, X-rayed my ankle. Your ankle's fine, dude. It's probably a sprain. I was like, "Oh, that's weird." And you never got to meet her. Wait, wait. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's the whole point of the story. Yeah. I'm sitting there with ice pack on and I message her. I'm like, hey, she's like, yeah, oh, we just got here. And I was like, cool. I limp up there into Ditch like that the ice section. Pack so she with, you know, the nets? Yeah. yeah. That, that section there. I limp up there and I'm like, hey, what's You're up? Leaning she's on the like, wall. hey, I'm like, I just hurt myself. She's like, oh, that sucks. Was she, was she, was she like in person? like nice? Yeah, yeah, super nice. And then she went and started her session and then I went off and was injured and I was like, well, there goes that. Like, I think I maybe sent a couple messages after that, and then it just Not fizzled. Keen. Just fizzled. Did you did you flex in her or something? Like, hey, what's up? I was injured. I had a fuck. It turns out was she receptive though? Or do you think she was like, nah? You could feel she wasn't into it. Nah, she was. She was nice enough. I think it was just a funny situation. It was like, hey, you're the guy I called. I'm like, yeah, I'm the I'm the tells. Was she guy. like an eight or a nine? <sighs> Let's say eight. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. But um, turns out my ankle was fine, but I broke my fibula, hairline fracture, because it started bruising up my calf later on. And I was like, mm, that's a bit funny because we only x-rayed the ankle. 
I went back, got another x-ray. Though. Oh, yeah, you have a hairline fracture in your fibula. Great. How long do hairline fractures usually take to heal? It's, it's an actual break. So it's like the bone's gone, but stayed the same. So it's just like a... Like Did a line through it. You walked on it. Yeah, hundred. I couldn't put any weight on it. So cast. And this was this was no nah, moon boot, and this was six five and a half weeks before I was flying to America. So that's all I had to heal. So healed up, flew to America. But the did funny to, did story. Did you have to eat or or drink any kind of elixirs to heal the nah, marrow? No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. But the funniest story is, I've been to bounce twice, and broke the same leg twice. You should definitely not go to bounce again. <laughs> no, I'm Surely never going not. to bounce again. Never. So the second time wasn't on a trampoline. I did that did that rounded wall, you know, the one like on Ninja Warrior, and yeah. you grab the top. Oosh. And I, I did the short hard, I man. did the I did the smaller one, the two meter one. Was it two meters? Must have been more. Maybe two meters. I did that one and I was like, oh, that's fucking easy. And there was like a staff member and he was like behind the fence. And I was like, oh, this one seems hard. He's like, oh, what's your, what's your dominant leg? I was like, my right. And he's like, all right, make sure your right leg goes first. Take three steps and then grab the top, the three-meter one. I was like, yeah, done. Run up, one, two, three, grab the top. But like, I'm probably just making excuses, but like people have grabbed it. So it's a little bit slippery. It's like a middle it's edge. It's slippery. I'm not going to lie. I slip off and I try to do like a little turn around so that I can like run down. And I turn halfway and my foot lands on the very angled part at the bottom and my ankle twists outwards and then I just hear this big and I was like, oh, fuck. And I like hobble off and I look down and I've got a second ankle like four four inches above my ankle, this big lump. And I was like, oh, it's really broken. Do you go straight to someone or do you just go straight to the front counter? Like, Well, I looked at counter? the staff member that was coaching me and I was like, did you hear that? He's like, yeah, dude, you, you got to sit down. And I was like, yeah, probably. Hey. Fuck, dude. I sat down and they came over. The, the gave staff me some member back. for the first time was like, you again? Yeah. Get the fuck <laughs> yeah, out of here, man. Exactly. You're trying to get us fired, right? And they had to, they had to call an ambulance because that's like, they have to do that protocol. So where did you where did you wait? Did you wait all the like, time? Like breaking break necks and shit. Yeah, I can like imagine. that's lucky that I'm just broken leg. Were you in the cafeteria area, like next to the front counter? Where you the first time I was in the little like changing area. The second time they didn't even move me off the floor. Like I was amongst the obstacle course, and they were just like staff members standing around me and stuff. And I was there for a girl's birthday, and she was like, oh, "I feel so bad." I'm like, "It's not your fault. I'm the idiot." I, I would have laughing. asked to be. I would have asked to be like helped over to like a quiet area. I'd feel so embarrassed. Well, they were like, oh, the ambulance is coming. They're like, are you in pain? I was like, not really. They're like, if you pretend to be in pain, they'll give you the green whistle. And I was like, I can't, man. I'm just laughing at myself. I kind of wish I had pretend to be in pain. Rookie. You, dude, you, you, I pray that you don't break another fucking bone, Philip. But if I do... I'm getting the green whistle. Yeah. For but sure. Did it feel like pressure? Did you feel any kind of pain? Mm. Yeah, like I couldn't put weight on it. But if you just did, resting, was it, if you did put weight on it, was it just like a sharp pain? Oh, like sharp shooting like up your leg. Hands like hands and no ice way. bath, hand and ice. Oh, pain? worse, man. Like a oh. deep, deep bone pain, you know? Oh. Like ugh. makes my skin crawl. Yeah, man. And then that was on the twenty second of December. So I go to hospital. They do an x-ray and I like, you know, in hospitals, man, you got to go from nurse to nurse. 
And they're like, oh yeah, the doctor will see you soon. And I'm like, look at it. It's it's broken as fuck, eh? And they're like, oh, we, we, we won't be able to tell until we've got an x-ray. I'm like, I've got a second ankle, man. There's not supposed to be a lump so there. So it's like... So it's like, as your foot, you've got the ankle bone, and then it was like an extra bone ankle. I'll, I'll flash the photo up. I'll flash the photo up on the um, footage, but I'll show you now. Oh, look at it. <laughs> look at it. <laughs> I'll show you now because it's full on x-ray. Are you? Is it possible you can juggle it, Phil? <laughs> juggle oh, it. oh, it's so oh, gross. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Hey, pass it over to me. Oh, pass it over. Huh. Oh, oh. Oh my god, that is a serious that's a that's a fucking compound. Yeah. Woo! Big double double Sh- compound. Shut the compound down. Yeah, double dude. compound fracture. So there's a piece oh. of bone floating in my leg. Was that is that bone just sitting there severing pieces of the meat in your body? Oh, oh look yeah. at that. Solid calf muscle. There's <laughs> there was a certain angle on this x-ray where you could see that bit of bone there. There was probably two millimeters of skin until it was gonna protrude out of my skin. Oof. Like it was full on. And 22nd of December, they're like, uh, all our surgeons are away on Christmas leave. So you're gonna have to wait a couple of weeks. <laughs> so I had to wait till early January to then go and get surgery and go and get a So what? Did they give fat... you a moon boot or something or what? Yeah, moon boot in the meantime. And then a and some serious painkillers, fat, fat plate. So the surgeons had to do that, or no? Yeah. Okay. And they, it, it's rough, man. Like what, they, recovery? they cut you open. They put some clamps in, pull your muscles aside, and then they, because I'd had to wait two weeks, I was like, isn't that going to start healing and calcify? They're like, oh yeah, we just scrape that off. So like the calcified say, bone fester? around it. Yeah. They scrape it off put my bone back in place, drill some holes in it, put some screws in it. So when I woke up and I was like on a bunch of, so they pump your leg full of local anesthetic. So my leg was really numb when I first woke up and it felt like swollen. You know how when your lips are numb from the dentist, they feel really puffy. That's what my leg felt like, but numb. And I was, I was obviously coming out of anesthesia and I was really like, what's going on? And they had like tubes in my nose and I kept like trying to secretly pull them out thinking I'm being all sneaky. But the nurses would be like, this guy's trying to pull out his hoses. Let's get, give him a little mouth cover. A little juice juice, yeah. And I stayed there for one or two nights and they were just feeding me endones. I was like, why am I not on a morphine drip? Come on, guys. Yeah. I want that heroin straight in the veins. <laughs> but no, instead. Were you in serious pain? It was the worst physical pain I've ever been in. Like, so like once, once that, yeah, once ah. that local wore off, because I'm not a big fan of like painkillers, like strong painkillers. I'm like, nah, nah, I'll do it without it, you know? Once that the local wore off, I was like, this is bad. And I was like very tired and exhausted. So I'm like, I just want to sleep, but this is so painful. I was like, hey, I need something. And they're like, here's two endones and... A paracetamol. I was like, paracetamol? Paracetamol? Like, yeah, they're like, you'll be surprised. They, they do a lot. <clears throat> so pop two of those, and then it would maybe last an hour. And I'd be like, this is fucking my shit up again. And they're like, have another two endones. I'm like, I'm pretty sure have... the box says one every four hours, but okay. <laughs> did you find taking all those pain meds kind of fucked up your bowels a bit? Like, did you have like... Oh, yeah, the opiums do fuck with you, man. 
And I was on them for Were about... Were you shitting spaghetti for a long while after that? Or? I don't recall that part, but... Because I, I went back home after the... I think it was only one night. And then I went home with a bunch of endone, obviously. And I had them for about five days. And it was still really painful. But I I cut them off after five days because it was really messing me up. Like, it was depressive. Like, I was like, I am feeling miserable in the head, right? I was like, this is not nice. So I, I like, took myself off them and then just dealt with it. I mean, it, was, it, wasn't, no, it wasn't anywhere near as bad as just straight up coming out of the surgery because it's all, like, traumatized down there from so just a dull tearing that shit or worse. Oh, it's worse than that. And, like, especially trying to sleep with your leg really still. As soon as you move, you're like, yeah. Did you, like, elevate it with a pillow? Or? Yeah, which but you sucks wanna, as you well. You want to roll over Which sucks shit. as well. Any pressure on the calf is, like, pushing pushing on that bone. So you're like, Rawr. I like I like wriggling and wiggling when I'm in bed, bro. So like you poor bugger. It was the worst. That was my two experiences at bounce. You've been there five times and you haven't broken a leg. Nah. On ya. On ya, mate. On ya, yeah. I don't drink milk either. Neither. Bro- broccoli <laughs> and greens, man. Jeremy Black. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's because you don't drink enough milk. I'm like, Bullshit. 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 <laughs> it's because I'm an idiot and I landed on a fucking <laughs> angle. <laughs> Broken leg. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. And remember, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, you, if you're gonna, all right? <laughs> we'll see you later. Thank what you so much. What a strong finish. <laughs> <laughs>